Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You might have heard reports of, you know, sudden deafness syndrome where people sometimes they've got a bad cold or something and they wake up the next morning and the room's spinning around and they can't walk and they can't hear properly and that was what happened to me. Hi, I'm Sonia Yee and you're listening to Only Human, a podcast about the human experience in its raw and sometimes unexpected form. My right ear went in my mid-twenties. In this episode, we meet Penny Bousfield. Now, five years ago, she had an operation that would change her life as she knew it. My left ear started going as well in my 40s. The hearing aids I had at the time, they were actually really good, but they would distort when I sang loudly. You see, Penny has otosclerosis. It's an abnormal growth of bone in the middle ear, which prevents it from working properly and ultimately leads to loss of hearing. It can be triggered by hormonal things, like women will often have a big deterioration in their hearing with it when they're pregnant. For Penny, that wasn't the case. But with her hearing deteriorating, it was starting to scare her. Even more so because, for much of her life, she's been playing music and singing. So losing her hearing threatened to bring all of that to an end. Last time I was here, it was raining. But she did have one option. It was one she'd been considering for a number of years. Otosclerosis is one of the few forms of hearing loss that can be rectified with surgery. It's called a stapedectomy, and they take out that stapes bone and replace it with a little Teflon and titanium piston. But with any kind of operation, there are a number of risks involved. Total loss of hearing is one risk. Losing your middle ear balance is another getting tinnitus is another. Some people describe it as ringing in the ears. It can also be more like a buzzing or hissing sound, maybe even like the sound of waves. It ranges from faint to loud, and sometimes with a steady, continuous pulse. The surgery has a 90% success rate, and improvements are likely to occur after two months. It's day surgery. My left ear was steadily getting worse and I thought it was worth it. So Penny decided to bite the bullet and just go for it. But not long afterwards, things just didn't feel quite right. Every possible thing that could go wrong went wrong. I was okay for about three days. You might have heard reports of you know sudden deafness syndrome where people sometimes they've got a bad cold or something and they wake up the next morning and the room's spinning around and they can't walk and they can't hear properly and that was what happened to me. First week or two I was totally in denial as it's not happening and if it is happening it's gonna come back. 
And for a start, the immediate side effects post-op were debilitating. The overwhelming thing was the vertigo and the nausea. There's a kind of whooshy feeling in your head. And you know that thing where you're sitting in your car in the supermarket car park, not paying attention to things around you, and then someone pulls out next to you and you feel like you're moving? There was that and general wobbliness. The vertigo stuck around for about a month, followed by several months of head rushes, dizziness and loss of balance. And the inability to walk from my bedroom to the kitchen without holding on to the walls. Yeah, anything I did, like getting dressed or making a cup of tea, I had to lie down for a couple of hours and had a sleep afterwards. Kenny's new world was a big rush of indecipherable sounds merging together into an orchestra of noise. It was sending her physically and emotionally off balance. But from the start, she tried to focus on the positive and most immediate issue. I concentrated on the balance problem because that was easier to think about than the thought that I might have lost all hearing in one ear. She also had little milestones along the way, which at least helped to occupy her mind. And although she couldn't walk, weirdly, she could do other things. I could ride my bike before I could comfortably walk. Balance is integral to riding a bike, but it was that the steady cam thing, because the scenery stays still when you're on a bike, it was a lot easier to see where I was going and see what I was doing and not feel totally discombobulated. I walked with a stick for a long time. It was probably about a month before I could get to the end of the driveway to the letterbox. And, you know, the day I walked up to the, the local dairy for the first time, only like a kilometre or so, that was a milestone. After the surgery, how did it start to affect you mentally and emotionally? I was tremendously angry for a very long time. Once I was well enough to sit up for periods of time, then I got on the laptop and did a massive amount of research about the stapedectomy and stapedotomy. You know, I read up a lot about the things that could go wrong. I was much better informed afterward. But by then, it was a little too late. On top of that, she kept encountering one obstacle after another. She had to go on a benefit. It was $257 a week. It wasn't much when taking into account regular doctor's appointments and all the trips that she would need to take into Hamilton from her base in Raglan. You have to make choices between buying groceries and seeing the doctor, and you have to see the doctor to get your wins money. Every time that form came back with JobSeeker on it, or every time I had to have an interaction with ACC, it would really throw me. She had this invisible disability, and no one would listen. Penny grieved her former self. She no longer had the freedom to play music and sing like she used to, and other aspects of her life started to shift too. All of this was sending her into a deep depression, but she always managed to find her way out. You know, something like that happens to you, it's traumatic. You know, there is a degree of post-traumatic stress. You lose a lot of your social life too, because it's hard to be where there's background noise, it's hard to have multiple conversations. There are people who won't accommodate your hearing loss. It was surprising who amongst my friends understood 
and who didn't. There are many different kinds of hearing loss. It's not just how much hearing you've lost, but also which frequencies you've lost, and you can't differentiate between reflected sound, echoes, reverberation, and direct sound. And you can't distinguish between voices when people are talking at once. So I don't even <laughs> kind of know what I'm saying because it just goes bleh, it just all sort of turns into blamange. Penny's world has altered dramatically. It's like she's woken up in a new body that won't do as it's told. And she's trapped in a weird nightmare where her own thoughts are more audible than the distorted noises coming at her from all directions. It's had a big impact on my employment possibilities because can't use the phone, can't work with background noise. So how do you manage I, that? It's gradually starting to feel more and more normal. She also found a way back to the one thing she couldn't live without, music. What you hear through your ears, I think they call it air-conducted hearing that goes in and into your middle ear. But you also have bone-conductive hearing through the bones of your head. The trouble I have, though, is that bone-conductive hearing um, means that my own voice is very loud to me in my head. Which made playing the guitar and singing at the same time really complicated. To hear the guitar, I have to do like a Beethoven with this piano trick and rest my chin on my guitar. I think I just thought, oh, I can't hear it. If, what if I put my chin on it? Oh, yeah, I can hear it. So are you actually feeling the vibrations then? To some extent, yeah. And I bought myself a little amp, Fox amp, that I use sometimes for gigs and sometimes for practice when I really want to hear what I'm doing. Penny relies on a lot of muscle memory. Today she manages to play guitar and sing. She wrote this song just before her surgery. Part of it's about losing her hearing. Music has been the one thing that has helped Penny to feel more normal again. I think I've got a reasonably good sense of pitch because I sing a lot of folk music, which is unaccompanied. And today, she's even back on the gigging circuit. It's absolutely nerve-wracking. But it's taken patience and a lot of discipline. Because I started out by doing you know, 10-minute gigs and then 15-minute gigs, and, and now I can do like a 45-minute set quite comfortably and I've done longer ones, I've done you know, whole house concerts. It depends so much on the acoustic environment. Festival gigs are still good on a big stage with the fold back because once you push the volume up past a certain level, the frequencies that are really low for you, that's lifted by all that extra amplification anyway. But then some places are absolute nightmares, like playing cafes. There's so many reflective surfaces because I can only hear on one side. My brain doesn't know the difference between direct sound and reflected sound. So any sort of reverberation is really confusing. What is there that in the thing that you get that has, I guess, motivated you to not let that go? Because any other person may have gone, okay, damn it, that part of my life is, is gone forever now. It's 
the love of music, the release I get from singing, even when it is tempered by difficulty or having to be kind of hyper alert around the whole process, it's not all bad. <laughs> if you love the, that thing, you find another way to do it. You've been listening to Only Human. The sound engineer was William Saunders. I'm your host and producer, Sonia Yee, and the executive producer of the series and podcast team is Tim Watkin. If you'd like to listen again or to find out more, head to the RNZ podcast page or subscribe on Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.